So for a lot of people, online business is regarded as like the ultimate dream, right? You get to do work you love. You get to have scalable income, flexibility, work from home. Uh, and it's what I'm trying to help you do every single week. And it is a dream in a lot of ways. But there's also some dark sides um, to online business that I don't think people talk about enough. I try to talk about them regularly on this show and on the YouTube channel. Uh, but I want to be devil's advocate for a moment and push back against the dream just a little bit. I know I sell the dream, which is kind of ironic because I always want to be telling you the truth. And what I thought I would do in today's episode is literally pull back the curtain on some of the darkest secrets about online business that maybe you haven't considered so that you are fully prepared so that you have a realistic view of online business so that you can actually go build an online business you love, help a ton of people, and realize the dream along the way. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 159 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, as always, Graham Cochran. Honored to spend some part of my day with you today. And I'm excited to talk about the negative and <laughs> talk to be a Debbie Downer episode. Now, let's be, we'll be a realist, as my wife likes to call it. We'll be realists today. Um, I never want to lead you astray. So I'm going to share the truth about what's so great about this business model. I love it. I'm an evangelist for it, but I also got to bring the truth about what's not so great about it. We'll talk about that today. If you're looking to kickstart this whole thing and you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready to start this thing, but I don't know what my idea is. I don't know the first thing about online products. I don't know how to find people or build an audience. I got you covered. I want to give you a four-week checklist to do exactly that. It's called my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's a simple PDF that gives you a week one to do's, week two, week three, week four, to go from zero clue as to what you're doing and zero audience online to making your first few hundred dollars in the next 30 days. How dope is that? It's going to also build the, the framework and the groundwork for your online business, which is pretty cool. It's all free. It's a simple bullet points, friend. You can read it in like two seconds. Bullet points. It'll walk you through what to do, what not to do. And just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, I'll link to it below. grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart and get my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. Okay. I was thinking through um, the reality of online business, some of the dark secrets of online business, the stuff that no one wants to talk about, the stuff that the business gurus aren't showing you or talking about in their Facebook ads um, where they're next to a private jet with a bunch of models. Uh, so we're going to talk about those today. And we'll start off, and these are all like from me, from like I've been living this for almost 13 years in two different businesses. I've reached like all the dreams I could ever have and then some. Um, and there's this, this is the reality behind the curtain, okay? Along with the good stuff, this is a reality from my experience. Number one, the excitement of running an online business will wear off pretty quickly. Now, there's I call it three phases of online business. Phase one is this is hard. Well, let's call it four phases. <laughs> Phase zero is, oh, I want the dream. I want the money. I want the flexibility. I want whatever fill in the blank. You're excited. Phase zero. Oh, I'm all in it, Graham. Let's do it. Phase one of actually building the business. You're like, oh, this is hard. 
<laughs> well, this takes some work. Graham said work less. I, I did, and I do. Because what I teach you to do is build automated, automatable systems that can scale so that you don't have to work all the time and your income actually grows. But you do have to build those systems first. You have to build some products first. You have to build an audience. It does take work. So phase one, you're kind of like, oh man, this is, this is tough. I got to learn new skills like copywriting and learning how to use a camera. Yeah. Learning how to build curriculum. Oh yeah. And it's not as hard as it sounds. That makes it sound really fancy. So I feel good about myself. It's really not that hard, but it's work. So that's phase one. You're like, huh. But then once it gets working, phase two is the sweet spot. That's what you were dreaming of in phase zero, which is this is awesome. I remember the first day I realized I am making more money staying home with my wife and my baby daughter working in my home office on my laptop than my wife and I made combined going off to an office 40 hours a week in a cubicle. I get to stay home. I remember when I was making double what my wife and I used to make combined and I'm working less hours than I ever worked myself full-time job. So you're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I love this. That is a beautiful stage. It's stage two. Stage three is where I'm at <laughs> and where you're going to get the moment you become more successful, which is it's just another day at the office. Now that's a little unfair. I really do love what I do, but friend, work is called work for a reason. It's, it's work. Now I get to do what I love and it's fun and I'm my own boss and it's flexible and all this stuff, but you're going to have to realize that, man, a lot of the days you just come in and guess what? I have a list of things I got to do. I got to shoot this episode. I got to get back to some of those clients and customers. I got to make sure that my assistant has what he needs to upload his thing. I have to look ahead at the thing I'm promoting later this month. I got to have a meeting with, it's work. It's just another day at the office. It's a really fun office. It's really fun work but it is just another day at the office. I love when I see people say hashtag life, uh, laptop lifestyle, hashtag laptop lifestyle. You ever seen that? They're like on some trip and like hashtag laptop lifestyle. First of all, I don't want to bring my laptop when I go on vacation. I want to go on vacation. So laptop lifestyle is keep the laptop at, at the office or in the bag, right? I don't want to like use it. Number two, laptop lifestyle I don't know what that even really means because it's still work, my friend. It's really fun, fun work. But just so you know, when you become successful and it's growing, you are going to have to have hashtag sit at my desk lifestyle. <laughs> hashtag be disciplined to show up and do what's necessary to scale a multi-six-figure, seven-figure, multi-seven-figure online business, which requires consistency, diligence, checking the analytics, understanding customer product fit, market research, maybe outsourcing, delegating, getting coaching, taking courses, getting training, networking. Sounds like work. Just trying to be honest with you. It's just another day at the office. So that excitement will, will wear off a bit. I'm not a Debbie Downer. Don't worry. It's worth it and it's great, but it isn't just hashtag laptop lifestyle all day long. Number two, um, you're gonna have a hard, harder time disconnecting. If you're going from working for somebody else to working for yourself, this is so hard. And if you're already working for yourself, you know what this is like. It is really hard to go home, even if home is just through the other door. Because yes, you may not be at your desk, but your mind is still going. So I've been on a lot of podcasts lately promoting the book. 
And they're like, okay, let's talk about how are you doing all this kind of revenue working five hours a week? That blows their mind. Yeah, it's true. I only have about five man hours of work I have to do every week to keep the business afloat and run it. But my mind doesn't shut off. I'm always thinking about content or should I be doing that? Or I wonder if my funnel should be tweaked or, you know, like you can't shut it off. So it is harder to connect. It's possible. I just really need to like have a little bit more time. I need physical separation. Um, I need regular breaks. I need to get outside. It's harder to disconnect, which I do miss that about working for another company. I would just leave and I was gone. I never once thought about work because I, I wasn't a good company man. Let's just say that. Related is that you're gonna you're gonna be more likely to quote unquote just check things from home. So you're you're home or you're you know out of your home office or you're on vacation, living the laptop lifestyle. It's really hard not to just look at your Stripe dashboard or your Kajabi analytics backend, look at your sales, look at your subscribers count on YouTube, look at your email subscribers. How many views did you get on your last video? Those are all feedback loops that we love and need. As a business owner, you got to know is what I'm creating connecting and did that lead to sales? But there's a time and a place to look at that data and it's not all the time. Problem is I can take my whole business in my, my phone, in the palm of my hand. I can be on vacation and two clicks, I'm inside my Kajabi backend and I can see what people are buying today, right now. I can see how week one of this month is going versus week one of last month. Like who cares? It's, it's really easy to click and look. And then what that does is it makes you har- harder to disconnect because now you're functionally back in work. You may not physically be at the desk, but you are virtually there. You are mentally there. And what's the difference? It's reality. I have to fight it all the time. And I'm not that great at it all the time. Just letting you know. Here's one nobody wants to talk about. Following your passion might actually not work out. So, for example, in my book, chapter three is all about figuring out your profitable business idea. And I have a three-part profitability framework that I teach to help you figure out what your online business should be about. Um, we talk about passions in that chapter and why they're important, but they shouldn't lead everything because ultimately you have to find what the market's willing to pay for. And so I walk you through a process to be sure that's the case. There is a possibility that you start to build this thing and it's just not working. It's just not selling. And you might have to punt and go in a different direction. And that's hard. When you find that what you're passionate about, what you your research told you might work out, isn't working out, there's a reality in which you're gonna have to do something else for your business to make it work. And so that could be a bad thing because maybe you really wanted to build a business around your love for pizza eating like I do and it doesn't work. But the reality is it could be a good thing because if you can get a business up and running and it's working and it's maybe not your favorite passion, but it's something that you're passionate about, that can fund your other passions or you could start another business without any financial pressure. So just so you know, even if you follow everything I teach, there's a chance it won't work out. It just may not be a good fit. And that's a hard reality for some people to swallow. Here's another one. You likely won't have any colleagues, coworkers, people around you, at least in the traditional sense. You might have them virtually. 
But when you come into your home office or go to a coffee shop or you have an office space and you sit down, you're by yourself. And until you build out a team or unless you build out a team, you're heading up every department of your company. You know, you're the CEO, you're the marketing department, you're the content production, you're the product design, you're the copywriting sales and marketing team, you're all these different things. You're working by yourself. And so I am a introvert. I am a self-proclaimed like lone wolf. Like I'm very comfortable coming in here by myself and creating for you and interacting with people, you know, catching up with people on email and just creating and building and selling and launching and learning by myself. I'm very comfortable with that. And yet the downside is it's kind of lonely. There's no water cooler talk. There's no like, I used to work at a software company, right? And on every floor of this company, they had a kitchen and every kitchen they had fridges stocked with every soda, every drink, every kind of coffee, every kind of snack, which is just nice and awesome. And by the way, you can do that for yourself, by the way. You can use some of your business revenue and buy snacks and sodas and write it off as a business expense. Business snacks, okay? Uh, But there's no other people. So you can just go like open up those snacks, make yourself a coffee and you're like, well, hey, self, How's your day going, self? How about that game last night? You're all by yourself. And like at some point, even introverts like me, even weirdos like me need human interaction. Now I have a lot of virtual colleagues and I've had to create them so I don't lose my mind. People that I want to be in a mastermind with, people that I want to invite onto my podcast to interview them just so I can talk to another human, Uh, people that other people introduce me to because they think there's a, a great potential friendship relationship there. It's really fun. You're going to have to create your own community and have to create colleagues, even if you're an introvert, because you're going to lose your mind. So it looks great, the laptop lifestyle and digital nomad. But how many stories have I read of digital nomads who traveled Southeast Asia or the world for five, six months running their business on a laptop who are like, I have no friends or community. I'm all by myself. This got old real quick. That's a reality. Here's one. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Now, hey, that might sound like a benefit and it is a big positive. I didn't work very well with bosses. I'm a little particular about how I like things. um, And so I love not having anyone tell me what to do. But the problem is if you don't have anyone telling you what to do, you don't know when you're done. You don't know when you're done. When is it good enough? When are you ready to launch? When, is that sales copy good enough? What about your email funnel? How's that? Is that good enough? What, what about sales? Are, are like, is that good? Are we happy with those sales numbers or could it be better? Am I leaving money on the table? That's one of the worst phrases, right? Am I leaving money on the table? Yeah, probably always. <laughs> We're always leaving money. Like nobody's doing this perfectly. so. The problem is when you, no one's telling you what to do, you're doing what you think you need to do, but then there's no barometer of, I, I was assigned this, here's where the goals, here was the revenue target my, my CEO wanted, we hit those goals, he's happy, she's happy, I'm happy. Even if you set goals, I'm a goal setter. At the end of every year, I look at, did I achieve my goals, revenue goals, growth goals in the business? I set new goals for the next year based off of what I think is reasonable growth rate based off of what I know it's coming up in the pipeline or what trends I see. And I try to hit those goals. The problem is 
if I hit those goals, I probably want more. And I probably just move the yardstick further down the line as opposed to like, hey, it's very set in stone. This is what the company wanted. This is our, our, you know, earning projections and we hit it. Great. Celebrate. When you hit it, it's your own goal. You want more and you feel like you could do more because you probably could do more. And it's just hard to know if you're done, if you did a good enough job, you're all alone. And there's no one saying, great job, Graham. Take the rest of the day off. We're going to throw a party. Great Q2, everyone. You're all going to get a bonus. Relax. We'll sync back up in a week. And we'll, we'll talk about like, it's just you. That's hard. You, you really have to wear two hats well. CEO hat, employee hat, and have them relate well. Now, these next two, these final two, I should say, these might sound crazy to you. So I almost debated whether I should share them because depending on where you are on your business journey, this might just sound like a rich person problem. Okay, so here's a rich person problem. Um, and I mean rich in the best sense of the word. It's hard finding valuable things to do with your time that you freed up when you've got a passive income business. Oh, wow. <laughs> Poor Graham. What is he going to do with all this free time and all the money he's got? What is he going to do? This is why I don't talk about this. Do you know how few people on planet Earth I can talk to about this? Well, now I'm letting you in on it. When you build a business the way I teach and you start to get some traction, and you will, two things are going to happen. Your income is going to go up and your work hours are going to go down. Those are two powerful dials, right? More money, less time needed to generate that money. Magical. That's what we're all shooting for. That seems so impossible and so far down the road to, oh, I can make $10,000 a month and work 20 hours a week. Crazy. We don't even think about what are we going to do when we get there. And friend, you're going to get there. Whatever that goal is of income and time worked, you're going to hit it. And when you get there, you're going to realize, hey, this is awesome. But at some point... There's only so many video games you can play, movies you can watch, books you can read, times you can go to the beach in the middle of the day by yourself without anybody because everyone else is working. It's kind of like the digital nomad life, the laptop lifestyle life. It's awesome at first, and then it gets kind of pointless and purposeless. And this is important. This is, and we could just put a pin in this for a second. This is one reason why the tagline on my show is help you build an online business. I'm sure you want to build it, reach an income level, work less. So increase your money currency, increase your time currency. That's what those first two parts of the tagline are about. So that you can, oh, there's a so that. Oh, make more money basically, work less for, oh, but it's not an end of itself. No, it's so that you can live and give more. Giving is truly living. So giving more to the things and people you care about, the causes you care about, the organizations you care about, the people you care about in your life, that's truly how you live. So giving more of yourself, giving more of your money, giving more of your time, so important. So I'm not saying that as your business becomes successful and you're making more working less, you need to just donate the rest of your time and money to charity. I think you should consider some of that. Um, the more we make and the more time I have, I try to give more away financially. And then I've always tried to give a lot to my church, to organizations that I care about, to friends, make myself available for coffee, for counseling, to help people, 
just that's so important. But also what else, what else are you going to do with that time? If you don't have a plan, you're going to go crazy because you want to have fun with that time. You want to do the things you love. They're life-giving. Like for me, I love right outside my office window here is this beautiful place called the Riverwalk in downtown Tampa. And it connects to the longest continuous um, sidewalk in the world, I believe. It's called Bayshore Boulevard. And I want to say it's four miles long. It's like one long, perfect, um, beautiful sidewalk that goes along one of the bays here. And there's these beautiful mansions along the other side and beautiful homes and condos. It's beautiful. I like to go walk that for like two to three hours. I just walk. That's life-giving to me. I also like to sit by the pool in the middle of a Monday. That's life-giving to me. I like playing some video games. I like watching movies. I love reading books. I love having time to read. I love jumping into people's courses or working with a coach or any of those kinds of things. Those are great uses of time. They're fun. I love meeting people for coffee, um, for lunch, and not just my friends, but like connecting with new people in the city that I want to connect with or virtually. But at some point, just doing fun things isn't enough. You have to have a purpose. What are you living for outside of your business? Your business should be part of your purpose, but what else is part of your life? And it's hard sometimes to find stuff to do, to know what to do with that time. And you can go crazy if you don't have a plan for that time. All right, last one. Some people, this is just one of the negatives, will question what you do. They won't understand what you do and you will feel like you have to justify your passive income style business and conversations. For example, when you're at a party, oh, what do you do when you're on a flight? So what do you do? It's so confusing. A, people don't really care. B, they don't understand how it's possible. And you just feel kind of silly having to justify what you're doing. Now, for some people, you don't have to justify, A, you don't have to justify anything you're doing. You don't owe them an explanation. You're running a business. That's it. B, some people are super excited for you. Oh, that's awesome. Tell me about that. That's so cool. How do you get to do that? And they, they applaud you. If not verbally, then like you can just tell from their demeanor. They're like, that's cool. You found something you love to do. You have flexibility. I'm really happy for you. But others will just give you hate. And they just won't understand what you're doing. And so I just find it awkward when I meet people and when I'm talking to strangers, um, or even some distant family members. I still have family members who don't quite understand what I do. It's, sometimes it's hard to explain. So it sometimes would be nice to have a simple, easy to understand job. Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an investment banker. I'm a financial planner. I'm a doctor. I'm a you know, trial attorney that would be so much easier to explain. People go, oh, cool, good for you. That tells me enough about you that you're intelligent or you probably make decent money and I know what that is. But when you say I have an online business, they're like, what are you talking about? And then it just gets weird. So I wish it were that simple. Now, I almost pulled a Tim Ferriss. He talked about this in his book. Now I can say I'm an author. I'm an author. I wrote the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. People go, oh, cool. My grandmother, she's like, oh, I get what you do now. You're an author. I'm like, Yep. I also have YouTube videos, which she actually watches some, by the way. Um, she doesn't quite understand how that has anything to do with making money, and that's okay. So it's just the reality. It's just 
I mean, you're not building a business to be able to explain yourself on an airplane, but when you have this type of online business, people are very confused. And I'm on a mission to try to unconfuse people because I want more and more people to build this kind of online business. You're one of them. So those are just a handful of things. If you, all right, if you have an online business right now already, have you struggled with one of these things? Has the excitement of your business worn off? You had a hard time disconnecting. Are you checking things, just quickly checking things from home when you shouldn't be? Did you follow your passion and it didn't work out? Or you had to pivot from your first business idea? Are you lonely because you don't have any colleagues? Do you wish you just had some clear direction, someone telling you what to do? Are you running out of ideas of what to do with your free time? Do you feel guilty for the free time you have? And is it awkward explaining what you do for a living to people? If any one of those resonated with you, let me know in a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. I'd love to know if you've struggled with any one of those. And if you haven't, and you haven't even started your online business, first of all, download my 30-day online income jumpstart guide at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart, all one word. But then I hope that this episode has given you a more realistic view into what's very likely to happen or for you to brush up against as you move forward in your online business journey and become more successful. And I believe you will. I believe in what I'm teaching because I know it works. I've seen it work twice in my life in the last 13 years and in thousands of my students' lives and businesses. I know it's going to work for you, but when it starts working, you're probably going to brush up against one or two or three or all of these things. And I just want you to be prepared. Um, I don't want to lead you astray. I always feel like truth-telling is the most important thing in any kind of relationship, and that's certainly true with our relationship here. I don't have all the answers, but when I do have the truth, I'm going to share it so that you're better informed, so you can make your own decisions, and you can, yeah, run a healthier business and a healthier life, which is the whole point of this show anyway. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, stay healthy and stay Stay healthy and stay safe, my friend. And I'll see you on another episode real soon.